Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. holy shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. This week's Bible lesson in week three of Lent is a Jesus story about the power of our words and actions. These things can be a source of curse or a blessing. What would be if blessing was the first thing we shared? On this week of St. Patrick's Day, episode 80 of Holy Shenanigans podcast, No Wasted Trips, is a journey of blessing where the road rises to meet us. No wasted trips. This was the mantra of a young woman, Sarah, who taught me the ropes as a server in a bakery and restaurant years ago. When waiting tables, serving coffee, running to the register to cash out customers, and then heading back to the kitchen, she would say, no wasted trips. In every step, every trip, Sarah would remind the staff, not to waste a step, to use every moment to serve and connect with the customers in a way that made them feel cared for and welcomed. This saying I found is fitting in life beyond a restaurant or bakery. There are no wasted steps when it comes to living out a life with love at the center. This week is St. Patrick's Day, a day we honor the Irish culture as well as take note of the innovative outreach ministry of St. Patrick. St. Patrick was born in Britain, and while still a child, was captured by pirates and brought to Ireland as a slave. In this time of enslavement, Patrick would draw faith, and after having a dream that he would escape, actually escaped his captors by pleading for them to help and helping him to escape so he could return home. The crew helped Patrick, and then, after arriving, he studied in Rome, became a priest, and eventually returned to Ireland as a missionary. His approach to ministry was unique for the time. He combined Celtic culture with Christian practices. You see, St. Patrick didn't waste a trip. 
This saying of no wasted trips is one that resonates with me from the days of Sarah's instructions and challenges me to see how the travels of daily life hold great meaning. If St. Patrick could return to the people that first enslaved him to bring a message of love and forgiveness, there is no limitation to the great capacity of love. I believe that God's love travels to us wherever we are and that all the effort and travel for the sake of love is never wasted. This week's reading from Isaiah calls us to ponder what we put our energy into and to discern what really satisfies our soul. Where is it that we really find blessing? Isaiah 55 says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who has no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that that does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. This is a word of blessing if I've ever heard it. And then we hear from the gospel of Luke 13, which features a parable told by Jesus. Jesus gives warnings to repent in this story, to turn towards God and away from selfishness. Jesus tells a story about a landowner who is focused solely on the value of the fruit of the property, while the gardener is focused on nurturing and tending to the plot of land under their care. The gardener says, give this fig tree one more year to bear fruit. The landowner is distant from the plot of land and was quick to curse the struggling crop. But the gardener, close to the soil and the efforts of caring for the fig tree, pleaded for one more year, another opportunity, and a season of grace for this fig tree to be strengthened and bear fruit. The landowner appears to think that any efforts on behalf of the tree are a waste of time or a wasted trip. But the gardener blesses the tree and the field, claiming more time for it to grow. The gardener didn't think one more year of effort would be a waste or a waste of their investment of time and energy. The gardener was of the same mind as Sarah, the waitress. There are no wasted trips. Which brings me to this holy shenanigans story from Waitress Days. The number of steps I took every day when I worked as a waitress was probably in the thousands. I served bottomless cups of coffee, passed plates full of food, dished up desserts and prepped salads in the kitchen. I'd run to the front end to cash customers out and then back to the kitchen to wash dishes. The movement of this job was constant. And so the reminder to not waste a trip was essential. There were days that the hectic pace was overwhelming. There were breakfast and lunch rushes that definitely caused stress and anxiety. There were times crabby customers were hard to please. And days that no matter the effort to meet the customer's expectations, I felt cursed to fail. Or like that saying goes, damned if you do and damned if you don't. On one hectic and seemingly damned day, A group of people came in for brunch. They found an open booth and sat in my section, three adults and a toddler. The toddler seemed to be having a tough day, and the parents were overwhelmed. 
I got the group coffee and drinks and tried to get back to take their order, but the demands of the day were too much. The kitchen was backed up, the staff was short, the dishes were piling up, all the seats were full, and the line to cash out was growing. I rushed past the booth and dropped off saltines for the little ones to nosh on. I refilled the drinks and the OJ dumped all over the table before the drink was sipped. The table was a swamp of OJ, napkins, and mashed up saltines. It had to be stripped and reset. As quickly as possible, I headed back to that booth with fresh supplies, refills of drinks and silverware to finally take their order. Finally, some progress. I approached the table with a tray full of drinks and started to set them down on the table, but I was distracted. The lines, the dishes, there was so much for me to focus on. I had served drinks a million times, but at this moment, the tray went off balance. They slid as if in slow motion and sloshed and dumped on top of the head and body of the woman sitting there. She yelped and leapt up from the booth, looking like she jumped into a pool of water. She was soaked. At this moment, I thought I was done for. Would I get fired? All I wanted to do was to accept my cursed fate and crumble into a heap on the floor. I closed my eyes for fear of what was coming next. Amidst the sound of gasps from the other customers and the sloshing dripping of water, I heard a giggle and laugh come from the direction of the drenched woman. I opened my eyes to see her smiling face as she exclaimed, Thanks for the shower. I didn't have a chance to get one this morning. Now I'm set. In that moment where I felt I had wasted all the trips, this woman looked at the context of the moment and extended a blessing instead of a curse. In this holy shenanigan story, it's important to have some more background. Let's think back for a moment to that parable about the fig tree how the far-off landowner spoke a curse, and then how the gardener, the one close to the soil and the tree, called for grace and a blessing. The people sitting in the booth on that hectic day were not strangers. They were not far off from me. The couple and the child were friends, and the woman was my next-door neighbor and good friend, Lori. The people at this table knew me. They called me friend. And I think that because they were close to me, they might have been more likely to extend me some grace. The closeness of relationship makes it harder to curse friends. At least, it seems that should be so. This story of a watery mishap is one of holy shenanigans for me in this third week of Lent. It makes me wonder what might be if we didn't waste the trip of our lives on curses and extended blessings to one another, no matter if we are friends or enemies. There is a lot to think about in this. But a first step in this practice of blessing is to lean into blessing, even when we're doused with ice water. Lori was a friend that lived a life focused on blessing, of knitting family and friends together. Lori was a blesser of people, a gardener of grace. Lori didn't waste her trip. I believe there are no wasted trips when they are traveled for the sake of love. 
Love has the power to make and change the hearts of minds and people. Love has the power to build bridges where there are conflicts. Love has the power to give a struggling fig tree one more year to grow and bear fruit. But my questions this week are, do we waste trips on curses? Why are we so quick to do so? How could sharing a blessing or extending grace impact our lives? If we believe there are no wasted trips, would there be more curses or blessing? In Jesus' parable about the fig tree, he encourages us to extend grace to all struggling fig trees or people. We are challenged with our own tendency to first extend judgment. But what if we first, like the gardener, like St. Patrick, like Jesus, and like Lori of the ice water, first extend a blessing? I'm glad Sarah taught me this, that there are no wasted trips. Because in this, I learned that nothing can stop the power, impact, and reach of love. Blessing makes a trip more beautiful, and love is always worth the trip. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, and in honor of this calling to blessing instead of curses, I share with you an Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm on your face, and the rains fall softly on your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you gently in the palm of his hand. I am your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thank you to Ian Eastman for sound editing. If you would like to answer three and a half questions about love or have a holy shenanigans story that you would like to share, reach out to us at holy shenanigans podcast at gmail.com. May we lean into blessings instead of being so quick to extend curses. And remember to never waste a trip.